Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash. And into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Sixers today, we have a very special guest, Mike Eckhart, tactical athlete, personal trainer, over 3 million, almost 4 million across all social media platforms. We're talking YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which is his largest. Recently launched his app, Live Above the Line, currently on pre-sale for only a dollar, containing videos, workouts, nutrition guides, health tips for anybody in his community. Mike is highly passionate about wellness and fitness, incorporating some forms of military training into his workout program. He's also a member of FitOps Foundation, an organization that seeks to reduce veteran suicide throughout fitness. He unfortunately lost his best friend, Tyree Green, aka Banana to Depression, and that's been a huge driver with his passion behind FitOps Foundation. He regularly puts up workout videos, which are literally insane and jaw-dropping. Every time he drops a video, I have to like use both hands to pick my mouth up. Drawing from his own lifestyle and experience, Michael has also given pointers out how to make the impossible possible. He's a staunch believer of pushing oneself to the limit. He believes your biggest competitor is yourself. You can never reach a limit when you're too good. True to this, Michael has joined and been on American Ninja Warrior in 2012 and 2014. He did get the Guinness World Record for most pull-ups, 50 in one minute in 2015, and is currently training for most pull-ups in 24 hours later this year. He has been featured in Men's Health, Men's Journal, Pop Sugar, Esquire, among others. Michael initially went to college for mechanical engineering, but halfway through realized his heart wasn't in it. Also seeing his father, who was a former army captain, and his brother, who was an army infantryman, he needed to one-up them. He decided to enlist in the Marine Corps in 2013. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So currently, staff sergeant in the reserves for the Marines. Yep. Being in since 2013, what's one thing you look to implement daily? Um, that you've taken away from your time so far in the military? When I was on active duty, that was like a requirement to make my bed. I don't make my bed every morning. But physical fitness, whether it's morning, night, once a day, I always do something that involves moving my body around in the in the comparison of being an athlete. So like some sort of athleticism. I, I mean, you're known as the pull-up guy, right? Like how did the pull-up come to be like your go-to? Obviously you do tons of different stuff. But, you know, the slow motion, walking and pull-ups, which are, again, to me, next level. How did you get there? I would say my first time really ever doing pull-ups was when my dad, 
he built a military style bullet bar in the backyard. And my brother was uh, on the national camping rowing team. So that obviously is like the pulling motion. And so he would do pull-ups on the bar to practice and I would just compete with him. And so it was just like a brotherly sort of like who could do more reps and that, and there's probably sloppy as heck, but you know, we were, it was the competition that, that was the reason we even did them. And I think that transitioned into me naturally having the ability to do that because like when you keep it fun and you don't really think about it as a workout, like it just transitions into staying fun and staying awesome. So, uh, I, I just kind of kept that same philosophy. Like nobody ever told me that 40 or 50 pull-ups was a lot. Right. So I always tried to have like a mental number. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do 30 pull-ups today, 40 pull-ups, whatever. And then it wasn't until someone bet me that <laughs> it was one of my old rock climbing buddies, but they bet me. They're like, hey man, how many pull-ups can you do in a row? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, why don't you try? And so I did like 45 or something like that. And at the time, that was years ago, that was actually the world record for most in 60 seconds. And they're like, dude, I think you just broke the world record. And I think it was because I didn't put the stigma of 45 was a lot. 30 was a lot because a lot of people look at people who could do 30 or 40 pull-ups and they, they think that that's a big number. But if you just, if you don't put a cap on it or like, I think that's why I developed into why I can do so many. I think that's where it all started. <laughs> okay. So it was, it really came to you through like a bet, right? Yeah. I love that because I'm always one when it comes to peer pressure and physical fitness to be like, all right, let's go. And I know you're the same way. Where do you think that pushing one's limits came from? Was it like a book? or course or some sort of like YouTube video that like greatly influenced your life or like, I mean, my thing with doing any type of interview or anything like that is I'm completely honest and I, I'm not trying to say things that people want to hear. But for me, I never had like a super big role model in the real world. Mine was always like Goku from Dragon Ball Z or like any type of, <laughs> any type of like super powerful cartoon guy. I, I just looked up to him because I don't know if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, but Goku is like this super strong guy who finds overcome physically. And I think as a kid, that was awesome to see. And I, I knew I couldn't like fly around, but I could, you know, push myself and, and rise to that level. So that was my kind of my role model growing up. I always wanted to be like Goku. So that's awesome. So <laughs> no, I, I think that's really cool. I don't know too much about Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I'm very like, I think I know who Goku is. The one who like does like the fireball stuff. With yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> but I just, I, there we just go. I don't know what it was I, in my in my childhood I never grew up with like a I want to be like that championship boxer I want to be and I never really grew up like I wanted to do something specific like a lot of people want to play football a lot of people I wanted to do a little bit of everything just because I enjoyed it and it was really bouncing around from thing to thing to to realize that I just enjoyed pushing myself like as far as I could and every I just loved the, the thrill of competition and so I I didn't stick with anything. So I, I, I always say that I would, I would probably be some sort of collegiate athlete or, uh, or further than that, or like professional athlete if I stuck with something. But since I spread myself around, I'm just like pretty well-rounded athlete across the board. And that's, that's where I'm at now. But yeah, I looked up to Goku <laughs> growing up. There's something to be said about being a generalist, right? Where you can, because you're not only picking up skill sets along the way, and like different events or different competitions, but it, they all kind of, there's overarching themes that come through being a generalist and, you know, that your kid that end up being transferable skills throughout the way, like over time. And is there like, would you say one skill or ability or talent that you're currently working on that you're kind of starting new? New is uh, mobility. 
Okay. That's something that I, I've always had a weakness. It's why I didn't, I made it to the finals both times on Ninja Warrior when I competed. And it was kind of like, a, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it was like a walk in the park all the way to the finals. Like I had the fifth fastest time in the nation. And I'd never even done any of the obstacles before, but it was because I was good at pretty much everything you could think of except mobility. And so I don't know if you've seen the show, they have this thing called the jumping spider where you hit a trampoline and go in between two walls. And I looked down, I was on national television and I looked down those two walls and I was like, I know my legs can't go that far apart. And I was like, but I'm on TV. So let's try. And it looks like I jumped off the trampoline straight into the water. Like I didn't even try to go on the wall, but I was like, you know, that's, that's probably why that episode never aired, but that was my attempt at it. And, uh, and so that's mobility and flexibility have been my kryptonite for a long time. And so pretty recently I've been, I've been trying to focus more on that without becoming over flex, overly flexible because I feel like you lose a little bit of strength when you become overly mobile. So what are you using? Are you following like a routine kind of come up with your own thing? I know there's apps out there like go wad. I, I consider myself an extremely inflexible person and, and, programs out there and i've seen a lot of them they're normally generated for the people that aren't that they just want to get more flexibility but they're not like a pretty elite athlete so i have to really focus on my tight spots like my hip flexors and my my glutes are insanely tight and so there's no programs that really focus directly on like specific i mean i'm sure there are but i'm pretty good at it it's just a matter of not being lazy and doing it (laughs) i think that's what i recommend because it's something I don't enjoy doing, but I know it'll it'll be so good for everything else I do. And that's kind of how I, I weigh it out to my mind because I'm just like fighting myself the whole time, trying to strength. We talk about sometimes on the show, the mental mile, right? And the mental mile is essentially like 10 minutes a day of doing something that you like just completely disdain, but know you have to do to become better. So you're saying essentially like your mobility work is your mental mile like each day, like we're try- at least trying to do 10 minutes or more. I mean, today, even this morning, right before this, I was stretching for like an hour and I, I find ways to make it not as full, you know, I, because I don't, if I'm continually doing something that I hate and it never gets any more enjoyable, I feel like I just, you know, I'm going to put that to the side. I think that's why I've done it. So I've been exploring different things of making it, I don't know, more, more applicable to me. Like I'm super, I, if I am held in a position and it's like stretching, right. So if I like, can lean over if you know the pigeon stretch where you put your leg on the ground and lean over it like that's a super lazy stretch but it's really good right all you have to do yeah. is lay on your leg and so that's that's how i'm doing it because it then it just becomes i'm just gonna lay here i'm gonna suck it up for a little bit and if i can find multiple positions like that that's where i'll that's where i'll go it's those active you gotta be fully engaged like if you go to do yoga or something because i tried doing that and then i tried doing hot yoga and all of it was just it was awful yeah <laughs> Now, do you ever do any of the stretching and stuff, like change up the environment? I know you just got the sauna set up. Do you ever incorporate any of that? The sauna has really helped. I knew it would because I like the pre-warm-up. Like, I don't want to have to go on a run to warm up my muscles in order to start stretching. And I hate stretching when I'm cold. So the sauna is like I just sit in there for 10 minutes prior to, and then it warms my whole body up, my core temperature's up, and I'm just mentally more prepared to start going into a deep stretch and yeah, so I knew I needed one of those, and I, I just built one yesterday. I've done that before, so I knew it would work, and but now I have one in the, the convenience of my home, so I can use it every day. Awesome. And was that relatively inexpensive? I mean, 
Uh, yeah, it can, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all it's all relative, right? Like, if you're going to continue, like you're you're very invested in this, you you want to make sure yeah. you're going to continue investing in yourself. Exactly, yeah, and, and it's. I mean, I'm focused pretty much only. I mean, besides period in a few months, I'm much focused directly on the health of my body and performance. So, uh, anything I can invest in that I know will help, then I'm going to invest in it. The last five years, I mean, I know mobility is something that you you're working on now it would you say that's the kind of the new belief or behavior habit you you said most improved your life or has there been something else i think the biggest thing I've, I've done is just surrounding myself with things and people and habits that i enjoy doing because i know you're talking about like the mental mile and whatnot i've tried to take something i don't like and i try to pick it apart and realize why don't i like this thing and what can i do to make it so I do like certain things about it. And then maybe that'll transition and change my mindset to actually enjoying it because then that, that's the most powerful thing. If you start to enjoy, like if I started to enjoy stretching, which this morning was awesome after the sauna, um, then, then I'll do it habitually because it's enjoyable. But if I'm like just grinding and fighting myself all the time, I, I, I'm in that, I guess you can kind of like say that flow state where you're not resisting too much and you're kind of just flowing by and everything feels really good. Um, I guess I just moved up to Tennessee. I really like it up here. It's, it's, it's definitely an environmental thing. So it's like, you know, you, I just try to, I think that's my biggest thing is I've just been trying to do things I enjoy and, and, and it's made me a happier person. <laughs> and so that reframing yeah. essentially is what it is, what, what you're talking about. Like you're just taking things and that, yeah, that's part of like the mental mile is like figuring out, yes, you know, you, you want to do this. You want to get better at mobility or you want to surround yourself with better people how do you go and do that? And like going back, taking a step back and looking like, all right, Hey, these are the things of that, that I don't like to do or don't provide me any value, but I can kind of cut those things out because I'm really focused on achieving a goal of some sort. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that too is letting go of the fact you can't control people, but you can control who the people you are around. So it's like letting good people into your life is amazing. And then taking bad people out of your life as best as possible. Cause you, I mean, you're going to have to deal with certain people, you know, if you go to a store and you, the cashier isn't very nice or anything like that, like don't let it ruin your day. You can't control people, but you can control the people that you actually spend a lot of your time with, or you can control the, the people that you're around, like the environment that you're in. And I think that's been the healthiest thing for me is just really focusing on building good, positive relationships with awesome people and, and people you can trust because a couple of toxic people in your life can really bring you down. Right. Yeah. One bad apple spoils the bunch as they say. Yeah. I know that's a very old school thing, but it's so true. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that saying still around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. I want to take a step back and we talked about, you know, you said going through American Ninja Warriors, you kind of coasted to the finals, but you were just crushing it. And then you got up there, you went to go to the spider wall and just dropped like a rock into the water. Would you say that's your greatest failure? Like, I'm, what I'm really trying to get at is like, what failure has ultimately become your greatest success? Mm. Yeah, we could call it my failure. I broke my wrist like four years ago, falling on an obstacle three days before coming off active duty. And I feel like that was my biggest failure because I let myself down because I had a lot of confidence and like, I felt invincible and I just... I got so blindsided. I didn't even check to see if there were, I was like 14 feet in the air and I didn't check to see if there was a pad below me. 
And I was just like, I can do anything. And I slipped off this obstacle and I fell on the, you know, that like horse mat rubber. It's basically like borderline concrete. Yeah. I hit that and, and I was in the seated position and my wrist was the first thing to hit or my hand was and my left wrist crumpled into itself. And that leading into the same week, my best friend committing suicide and whatnot. It was just the darkest time of my life where I was like, hey, I can either, you know, join him and, and not be here anymore, or I can push through and see where this goes. But if I make that decision to keep going, I can't even fucking look back at, at what I, my other decisions were, you know? So, and I'm still here. And so I'm still running as fast as I freaking can. Right now, I, I hope it turns into my biz- biggest success. I'm still. Uh, training for it, but I'm working on breaking that world record for most pull-ups in 24 hours. And after my wrist surgery, I mean, I I broke it and I have a metal plate and like nine screws and stuff in it. And it, they had to do two surgeries because it was really bad on the nerves and they had to permanently reduce my grip strength. So that's just something that my best training days are the days that I forget that I broke my wrist. And not a lot of people know that I broke my wrist based on like the videos that they see. So that's where I like. I like the fact that nobody knows I broke my wrist because it's uh, it was a pretty significant uh, injury, but the fact that now I'm doing stuff and I'm coming back even stronger than when I was in that super dark place, I feel like that's that's definitely turning to my successful mindset. Because because when you reach and you touch the bottom and you're like, I can either stay here or keep going, you really start to think about the things that matter. And you're like, what the hell am I even doing? Like, why am I talking to this person that I I cannot stand? I was like, just let them. And it's hard to do that if you. If you have, I don't know, if you haven't been in the environment where you're like, everything's dark and all that, you know, you're super depressed. But as soon as you come out of that, you're like, man, I need to let go of some relationships. I need to start working on myself. And then afterwards, you can just be a better person all around. So I think that breaking my wrists and getting out of that rut was, has, has slowly turned into my successful point. And hopefully it leads into me breaking world records and just being a better athlete still climbing up that pathway to success, not at the pinnacle yet. Oh, I mean, yeah, just on that, like and my dad always told me, <laughs> my dad's saying is none of us are getting out of here alive. So I'm like, you know, I can train as hard as I want, you know, and, and I'm still not getting out of here alive. So it's okay to fail once in a while. It's okay to, you know, not make the quota, not, not do, but get back on and keep trying hard because it's the journey. Really. We're all on a journey. We're all going to die. That's the end destination. Right. But might as well earn some glory and, and uh, commendable stuff all along the way. And I think that that's that's what drives me is I just I want to leave behind at least a legacy that I can look back on and be like, damn, I, I really got after it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So then the final question is, how are you better than yesterday? Is it that legacy piece that drives you? I think what drives me most is just continuing to do things that I enjoy. And I think everyone should be physically fit. And everybody should strive to be an athlete because it's a very primal thing. It's it's our human nature and we function better as humans if you're functionally in shape. But I think people get confused with physical fitness is the only way to be successful. And I was going for mechanical engineering and I'm really good at math, but I don't love it, right? So I think that it's a matter of finding, really listening to what's, what's inside and what you enjoy. And I just happen to enjoy pushing my physical limits. I love the feeling of... of pushing myself physically as far as I can go. And then I just happen to have this also natural ability to pair that with like my pull-up strength. And just, I, I mean, it's also because I've, I've taken care of my body and I've tried to train the, the right principles and whatnot. But I think 
yeah, I, I think it's just important to, to find the avenues where you really thrive. And I just happen to thrive in the physical fitness industry, but that doesn't mean everyone needs to do that. Like if people, I mean, people play video games and they're killing it and it's freaking awesome. And I think that people should strive to do where the heck they're good at, they're good at and they enjoy it. But pair that with a little bit of, you know, I should probably go to the gym for a little, little bit, you know, at least 30 minutes a day or whatever, get out there, be an athlete and then do whatever you want and then thrive in your environment. Yeah. You talk about it all the time. It's like clearing your head and just kind of going into it and getting in that flow state. Cause it, it happens and it can happen, you know, whether you're, you're doing 24 hours worth of pull-ups or you're just doing a 30 minute walk, right? It can, it can happen at any point, but you just got to keep going out there and getting after it. Yeah. And you got to listen to yourself. You're like, if one day I'm doing pull-ups and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why am I, <laughs> I hate this. Like, why am I still doing pull-ups? If I did that, then I'd be like, maybe I should, you know, start looking at a different, a different love pushing myself to the limit. And I happen to be in a realm where I can push myself to the top, top of the list, you know, and I want to compete for that, that number one spot. And I think it's awesome. That's just me. I just, I want to push myself as hard as possible. And I happen to be really good at pull-ups. So I, I fit the demographic for that, that realm. Right. And then like, again, like you didn't start at the top and climb down, right? You, you started where you were at and you continue to climb every day. Yeah. And it's funny because if you think about like, there's people out there that don't have social media, don't have internet, don't have, and they might be doing pull-ups and they might be doing 150 in one set in like 60 seconds. And I think that's physically impossible, but you know what I'm saying? They could be doing like a lot, but there's just somebody out there who's doing it for fun. They enjoy it. And they're not comparing themselves to others. They're just competing against themselves. And, and one day they'll show up and they'll just push them. The, they'll break the four minute mile yeah, for a lack of a better way of saying, it. you know, that nobody thought it was possible until somebody did it. And that's my thing is I just want to push the, the realm of human performance as far as possible in my own unique way. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Why not you? <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, it's extremely boring. It's super boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just three pull-ups at a time. I'm watching movies, but it's like I have to block off like a six-hour um, block of time where I'm like hands on the bar pretty much the whole time. And I'm like, that's it. And it's it's boring. <laughs> but it's going to be great to watch later this, what is it, September? I'm pretty sure it's going to happen in September. If, I mean, again, I'm getting married and that's num- priority number one. Congratulations. And, thank you, man. So if all goes according to plan, then yes, September is the projected time frame. Well, before we go, I want to make sure people can reach out to you. How can people get a hold of you? Where can they see you? Where they, where can they find you? Really? I mean, it's just my name, Michael Eckert Fit. Because I, I put fit at the end of my name to let people know that I'm into fitness, you know? But, but it's just literally Michael. All my social media is Michael Eckert underscore fit. That's pretty much it. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. You'll find him. He's out there. He's doing his thing. He's pulling every day. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having our six and allowing us to kind of see into your journey and sharing all these wise words with us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, Sixers. This episode comes to you thanks to the great people over at 10,000. 10,000 makes the best training gear, hands down across the board. And my favorite are the tactical shorts. The tack line at 10,000 is incredible. Ultra light and durable. The waistband is tough as nails. Zippers never stick. I can't say enough great things about the 10,000 shorts. They come in five and seven inch inseams, depending on how long you like your shorts. And of course, my favorite is OD Green. 
If you go to 10,000.cc and use the promo code GOTYOUR6, that's got your and the number six at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 10,000.cc, not .com. Use the promo code GOTYOUR6 for 15% off. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know, go to either Twitter or Instagram, got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode, so we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode, just so you know we got your six. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.